1: I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now,
0: here's your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein.
1: <sighs> hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Hi. You sound a little different today. Uh, do I sound sexier?
0: Yes, very
1: shakshay. I was going for that. That's what I was going for. Either that or snotty.
2: Oh well, let's go with sexy.
1: All right. Yeah, my kid <laughs> comes back. My kid comes back from a trip, and everybody in the house gets sick within days. And uh, you, and of course that's because you know we're going on a family vacation on Saturday. Ah, uh,
0: I thought so, maybe maybe he brought brought home a chic European. Cold, one of those fancy schmancy ones.
1: He did, and it sucks. <laughs> he's he's an asshole. I don't even like him right now. I'm just, <laughs> oh my god, it's I. Oh, I'm so frustrated. And you know, it's one of those things too because um, you, I put on Facebook. I love doing this. I put on Facebook that our family is sick and we need uh, cures pronto. Yeah, and we got like 47 comments from Parent Nation. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> of all Does this stuff that work? we're supposed to I don't know. I haven't tried I mean some of them are like bloodletting and you know, mm. like smear goat semen on your feet and put on wool socks. You know, it's like stuff yeah. that you know what I mean? You, like you look at it and go seriously, like how is that even gonna work? And then um but I have a friend, I I, I host pub quizzes. As my, you know, in my spare time. Yeah. And uh, I have a friend coming to one of my pub quizzes tonight. And she's bringing me an essential oil
3: mm. um,
1: <clears throat> that I'm supposed to put in my tea. She told me that I could put it in vodka or beer, too. So that's Whoa. an upside. That's yeah. the only reason I'm using it, quite honestly. <laughs> because if I can't put it in my drink, I'm not doing it. But it's a, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't done the essential oils thing. Like, I used to put oils and dried flowers and make my own potpourri back in the day when I pickled stuff and baked Uh before kids um yeah so I used to do that kind of stuff but uh, I used essential oils then I I think they worked because I thought they worked well that's half the battle do you think you think Mm -hmm. 90% of this shit is placebo yes yeah me too it's crazy So, anywho, that's what I'm dealing with. So, cross your fingers and send me your send me your um, sacrifice recipes for my to get better before I go. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody. go leave. We leave on Saturday morning.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, going to Mexico. It's always fun to snorkel when you can't breathe. Oh no. It actually helps because you can't breathe through your nose anyway. And that's part of the reason that I freak out when I snorkel because I want to breathe through my nose. Ah. So now it's not going to matter because I'm a mouth breather um, by, by illness. So that's kind of <laughs> awesome. I won't have a choice. So that's kind of fun. But yeah. So anywho, we have an awesome show today. I'm, kind, I'm really excited. It's, home, it's, uh, it's the Home Business Happy Hour. Yes. Yes. I love this show. I love all our shows, but I love this show because, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, I get, uh, you know, <clears throat> I get excited when I get to talk to other entrepreneurs, right. you know. With parenting, it's a lot of, like, opinion, but with entrepreneurs, it's like we're kind of a mindset. We're a breed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, any asshat can have a baby, but, <laughs> to, but to start a business – totally different story. I think reading the news you should you there should be more qualifications needed to to have a baby. Oh, um, for sure. For sure, right? I've been reading some crazy stuff. I always read the crazy stuff. I think it comes to me. I think Facebook, I think the Facebook algorithm has figured me out. <laughs> And only sends me stuff that's going to put me into a tailspin and, like, get my blood pressure going.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, because that's that's what I deal with a lot. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, we're going to be talking with Jessica Brace in the first in the second segment. And she's the YouTube queen, so you know I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. She's going to be talking to us about how we can use videos to make money in our businesses. I think right now I could shoot one hell of a glamorous video. (laughs) I would love to see it. (laughs) I'd be all sexy. People would be like, what? It, what is wrong with her? We No, don't ever do video ever <laughs> again. Stop it. Because <clears throat> I, t- you know, I took a shower
3: because mm-hmm. I wanted
1: to be able to breathe. Right. So like, I'm all, my head's all drippy wet, and I'm like, my nose is all red from blowing it, and <laughs> my eyes are all sallow and sunken. Ugh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but my skin is clear because I've been doing the one gallon of water a day challenge. Mm. That's stupid okay. <laughs> I even wrote it on the gallon I wrote mom's stupid water challenge That's what I wrote <laughs> on the gallon <laughs> It's like, you know, we drove to my brother-in-law's house like 40 minutes away And I'm like, I'm going to have to pee I'm going to oh, have yeah. to pee to drive 40 minutes How in the hell am I going to survive on an airplane? <laughs> you know, at least that if I pee while I'm snorkeling, nobody will know but the fish Right, but they do have bathrooms on the airplanes That's true, if they let you use them, because they've gotten all weird. Yeah. You know, we're going to be sitting on this runway for the next two hours. Can I pee? No. (laughs) No, because we might just spontaneously take off while you're in there. We've been sitting here for two hours, and there's 14 aircraft in front of us, but we might go. (laughs) So, no. Don't ask. Just get up. Right? I've done that. I did that on an Aer Lingus flight. Cause it was a long flight and I was like, oh, I that's... had to go. And I kept yeah. asking her, may I use the restroom? May I use the restroom? And she goes, is not possible <laughs> that big, that, to me. That should be their tagline. No. Aer Lingus. Lingus is not possible. It's <laughs> everything I wanted is not possible. So I'm <laughs> like, well, you're going to make it possible. or I'm going to piss on your shoe is basically right. what's going to happen right now. I was standing, literally standing in front of her and she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, just go. <laughs> Damn right. I'm going to go. I didn't bring my Depends there, Sparky. Oh, oh, well, maybe that's an idea. Yeah, Depends for it. You know, they have those giant things that you blow up and you put your head inside of them so you look like a huge cartoon character and, and you can sleep on your tray. Have you seen those? No, I have not you, seen those. You blow it up and you put your hands in it like a muff and you put your head in it. I swear to God, you put your head in it like a, like a giant muff For your head and your hands, and you sleep, and it looks like a huge wedge, and you blow these things up. I mean, when I see somebody blowing one Mm. of those up, I'm just gonna pop it. I'm just gonna walk Uh. over and pop it, and be like, "This is the dumbest thing ever," and you're you're ridiculous for buying it. Now, bundle up your coat like everybody else. (laughs) The (laughs) hell! Oh, I'd Um, like to see one of those. Right, it's gonna be funny. Yeah, when you see one, you're gonna start laughing in the plane and nobody's gonna know what you're laughing at except the person using it. They're gonna know exactly what you're laughing at because right. they don't know how ridiculous they look. It's too funny. So uh, and then um, because you know, I, I, I'm like laser focused always, we were mm-hmm. talking about our guests. <laughs> Sharp as attack. Sharp as attack I am. I'm serious. There is like a there's a mucus. There's a mucus funnel, like a blockage between my brain and my mouth right now. Ew. And like stuff stuff comes out of my brain and just bounces back and then my mouth just takes over and it's just it's 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 a horrible phenomenon. But anyway, <laughs> I'm getting over it. So anyway, in our third segment, we're going to be talking with my soul sister and bestest buddy Amy Wright. And um, you know, she does she does all things right in business.
4: Mhm.
1: You know, she she curses without abandon like I do. <laughs> Loves vodka martinis. She's a true soul sister. And besides all of that great stuff, she really has an amazing concierge. Um, She helps businesses understand when they need a virtual assistant and how that virtual assistant will best serve them in their business. And I love virtual assistants. I think they're awesome. Um, You know, because that was one of my biggest faults when I started my businesses is that I thought that because I was opening a business, I could do everything Mm -hmm. well and I can't organization is not one of my strong points. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just not something that I do well. And so Amy is going to talk to us about all that stuff. But here's, here's a funny little factoid. Um, our first guest, Jessica, who's going to be in the first, she just had a baby six days ago. I know. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. She's 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 cool. I'm she's pretty that that's that's pretty awesome. I watch these women warriors who like have their babies and then go right back to work. And I'm just like, shoot, that's <laughs> that's that's effort right there. I, I don't know that I could have done that. No. I was pathetic, though, after I had my kids. So was I. Mm, yeah, I milked it. I did. Oh, speaking of milking it, have <laughs> you seen the latest breastfeeding ass hat? On the news? No. Which one oh, is that? Oh, lordy. Oh, it's this woman, and she decided to breastfeed in the post office, of all places, because, you know, God forbid the baby has to wait 10 minutes for you to mail something. <laughs> so because the, they, you know, they, they asked her not to breastfeed in the post office. For obvious reasons, you know, it's close quarters. It's a fast paced environment. There's really no reason to do it. What are you going to do? Hold a nurse in at the floor of the post office? People will trample you. Have you ever heard of the term going postal? Like, seriously, if they're going to make me wait in the post office for you to whip out a boob, let your baby latch on and then get a few sucks in and then tuck it all back in before I have to get up in line. no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. So because she was made an ass out of the first day, she decided to go back and do it again the second day. Oh. And she's complaining. She's saying that she's trying to normalize breastfeeding by going to the post office and breastfeeding her baby there every day. Mm. How, how is this new trend normalizing breastfeeding? Hmm, It's a good one. I don't get it. When you're making nursing a sideshow instead of a necessity you are not furthering the cause in my opinion i think it's all about getting attention at that point sure. of course you of course you nurse your baby to feed your baby that's pretty much why we do it but to say that i should be allowed to that i that i shouldn't be asked to move it along in a post office come on <laughs> That's ridiculous. I didn't even give my kids Teddy Grahams in the post office because that took too long. (laughs) Uh, I got to fish through my purse and find the Ziploc bag and undo it. And then I got to figure out how to rezip it again. (laughs) That process took too long. uh, I I don't even get I think that I think that we have become so desperate for a cause that we're now making them up.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Because everybody – there is not a single person on the planet. You find me, a a, a person on the planet, parent nation, audience, wherever you are, in India, in Germany. I don't give a shit where you are. Find me a person who says that breastfeeding is bad and women shouldn't be allowed to do it, and I want to interview that person. And you can't be lying just to get on my show either (laughs) because there isn't one. Everybody knows that's what breasts are for. You know, everybody knows that. We don't have to make it a sideshow. And that's what it's becoming. It's becoming, look at me. Look at how awesome I am. You know, I want to be awesome for six years. So I'm going to breastfeed my kids till he has braces. You know? <laughs> Everyone God. wants their 15 minutes. Yeah, or 15 years, depending on, you know, <laughs> what the thing is. And, oh, my gosh, speaking of 15 minutes of fame. Okay, who doesn't know that the owner of that cafe in Maine who doesn't realize that she's milking this for the publicity? Sure. Seriously, lady, you slammed your hands down on a counter and yelled and screamed in a 2-year-old's face because she wanted the pancakes that were sitting in front of her. That doesn't make you a hero, that makes you an asshole. Mhm. Who yells at a 2-year-old baby who's hungry? You know what I mean? And right. then, and then she's mad at the parents. Because she was giving subtle cues, and they weren't picking up on them. Mm. Okay, here, let's think about this for a second. Their restaurant owner, the parent, wasn't picking up on the subtle cue of their screaming two-year-old that the pancakes were too far away. But you're yeah. gonna, but you're expecting them to pick up on your cue of, can you, someone get that check to n- table number five, please? And they're supposed to like. Decode that And know that that means Make your baby stop crying So the first attempt that you make At verbalizing anything Is to scream shut up In a two year old's face While slamming your hands On the counter like a baboon And what's even more scary Kelly Are Mm -hmm. the number of people Who support her Uh, Tell me Tell me that somebody Could do that to your two year old No No Uh, No, I don't care if she's picking her nose and wiping it on your counter. No, (laughs) absolutely. You do not address someone else's child in that way. You don't, especially if you didn't attempt to directly address the parents, not subtly, not passive aggressively, not through code with your other employees, but directly walk up to the parents and say, you know what, Mr. And Mrs. Screaming toddler parent. You're going to have to either feed your baby to quiet her or take her out of my restaurant because you're disturbing the experience for everybody else in here. This is your last warning. Could have offered some crackers or something. One of the one of the parents on Parent Nation, Amy Pugh, she said, now that I think about it, I think I probably would have walked over to the table and, and addressed the baby like this. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Did I not put those pancakes close enough that you could reach them? Here you go. She said, I would have even cut them up for her mm. and, like, given them to her so that she could eat them herself. You would have been – you still would have been parenting that child. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the cafe owner says if parents don't parent their own children, I'm going to do it for them. You still would have been parenting that child. You would have been feeding her. You would have been satiating her need, which is what she was screaming about in the first place. It was the only form of communication she had. And you would have made yourself look like a human being instead of an asshat. <laughs> it's just a thought. Uh, right. Right. I had to take a sip of my tea because my throat's starting to hurt already. This is mm. going to be a really long show, Kelly. You'll get I, through it. I hope our guests have a lot to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm excited. I really the, the one thing that I would love to get our guests' opinions on is the situations that we're seeing right now with parents, particularly single moms, let's face it who are going out and going on job interviews and don't know what to do with their kids. Mm. So like there's the one mom who left her girl at the playground, her nine-year-old at the playground. Um, There was the mom who left her kids in the car. Right. And now we just had the mom who left her two kids at the food court and the kids were taken away from her and she's fine. She's being fined. She was at a job interview in a store in the mall and she claims that she could see the kids from where she was. They were six and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little young. Yes. Yes. I'm thinking maybe you say to the store owner, um, I would love to come in for this interview, but um, I don't have anybody at that time to watch my kids. And um, if I get this job, I will certainly be able to afford babysitting. But right now I'm unemployed and don't and I can't, you know, something. But I think taking our kids away from her was ridiculously extreme, too. So I'd like to find out from our new moms and, uh, and entrepreneurs, fellow entrepreneurs, what they think about these situations that are going on. So when we come back from this first break, we're going to be talking to Jessica Brace, who is the YouTube queen. So stay tuned. This
0: freaking studio. Which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with the work of these sponsors.
5: Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney.
2: this is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Home Business Happy Hour. I am so excited for my first guest because I am just... Um, I see videos and I think, God, that's a really good idea. And then I'm just too much of a wussy to do it myself. So we have the YouTube queen, Jessica Brace with us today. And, um, her, her claim to fame is that she helps your business leverage the power of video, build a stronger ba- brand, expand your audience and become the go-to expert in your field using video, which I'm totally terrified about. So she's going to talk to us about her book, ready, set, go make a video and, uh <clears throat> And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneeze and cough a lot through this segment. So hopefully, Jessica, you have a lot to say. Hi, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> um, oh, uh, uh, I'm doing awesome. <laughs> uh, I hear some coughing. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It's a good thing that I'm not doing a video right now because I, I look like I got hit in the face with a frying pan. And I'm just like so ridiculously snotty right now. But you, you're you probably going to tell me that this would be the perfect time to do a video um, because I'm being authentic, right? So tell us how this thing works because Hi, the I'm terrified. Well, I can
4: see you've been paying attention.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, really, you know, come as you are. I mean, that's, that's really my philosophy with video and, and how I approached it when I first started. Um, I I was really frustrated when I first started video because I was following all the gurus and they were like you have to have a studio and a videographer and lighting and equipment and cameras and all these things and it got really expensive really, really fast. You know, I bought all those things and and have a huge studio and all that stuff and and I found that I didn't really use it because it was just too much to work with and too much stuff. So, you know, Doing videos in the authentic way actually ended up getting me much better results than than having the whole pre-planned process that most people
2: teach.
1: I absolutely love that because um, here I'm going to throw it out there. I know that this is like a hot topic in in social media land right now. But as a woman, I see a lot of videos being done by men who are doing like consistent off the cuff. You know, like, I'm driving in my car, I'm walking through the park, I had a great idea, I'm just going to video it for y'all and just post it. And then I see the videos that are done by women, and you can literally see the hours of prep work that they put in to making themselves look video worthy. And I think, you know, that, for me, is the biggest problem. Because I shot amateur video, and when I sent it to my PR people, they said, we'd like to see you more polished which meant spend an spend an hour doing your hair and makeup and get a stylist to pick out your clothes is basically what they're talking about like wow yeah. you really look like crap and you can't put yourself out there like that but yet guys eh, it's all good so do you see do you see a difference do you think that that's accurate feedback that I was given or do you think that someone like me should just you know, okay, so your hair is wet and you don't have any makeup on, do the video anyway.
4: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about doing the video anyway because I believe that your message is way more important than your hairdo <laughs> or your earrings. And um. it, it really, you know, is this whole point where people get caught up in like, oh, I want to, you know, be the next Oprah and I have to have a studio and a stage and a green screen and all this equipment and all these things. And what ends up happening is it becomes so complicated and takes so much time that you're not going to do it. So what's better, to do it imperfectly or to not do it at all? And and for me, it's it's get yourself out there.
1: And if you think about it, really, if you go to, if you sit down with your teenager and watch some of the YouTube videos that are out there that are most popular, it's like a mom and her daughter in the car singing Frozen soundtracks. You know, it's like those are the ones that are getting the most hits anyway. So, yeah, I, I like that whole, you know, be spontaneous and just be you.
4: I mean, I always talk about it. I tell people, how would you dress if you were going to a networking event? If you had an event right now, um, a luncheon, let's say, and you were going to go to a networking event, how would you dress? Would you spend five hours on your makeup and your hair and bring a stylist with you? No, you'd you'd show up the way that you are. Um, And that's kind of the level that you should expect in your videos. It doesn't have to be fancy. Um, It doesn't have to be this tremendous effort to put into your videos because what you say is way more important than how you look.
1: So let's say I have a, a valuable message that I want to get out there. What do I need to do to get started? Um,
4: well, do you have a cell phone with a camera?
1: Yes. You're ready.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it really, well, you know, people, people get hung up on, on the equipment and the gear. And, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what's the best video camera to have? And I saw this one that was $2,000 and all this stuff. And I tell them, you know, the best camera to have is the one that you have with you. Just like you said, those off-the-cuff videos of in the car, I have this idea um, that I want to share with you. You have your camera with you all the time, and it's ready. And cameras today are absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's great accessories that you can use um, to turn your camera into a really good video camera um, for just a couple bucks. A couple bucks? Yep, a couple bucks. So are you talking like (laughs) selfie sticks? Or um, yeah, you know, there's some great things. I, I teach a class over a weekend where we have a boot camp where people come and work with me on their videos, hands-on. And one of the things that we do is we have a selfie stick, which I love, and it's a selfie stick and a tripod at the same time. So you can use it as a selfie stick or you can set it up as a tripod. Put your camera, it clips right into it. It has a spring, so it fits almost any phone, even the iPhone 6 Plus, which is a huge phone. Um, mm. It'll fit into that. And then it has a remote that connects with Bluetooth. So all you do is you snap your phone into this thing, you set it up, and then you hit the remote button, and it turns the recording on and off. It makes it so easy for you to do your own videos in just a couple seconds. And the cost for that selfie stick is $30 on Amazon.
1: Shut up! Are you
4: serious? (laughs) It's, It's an amazing tool. In fact, people at my last boot camp were fighting to win the prize so that they could get a selfie stick to take home after they were using it. And they were literally fighting each other.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. So what do you, okay, so you have a boot camp. What is that? So my boot camp is a two-day
4: event and people come into Florida and we live right on the beach in Florida. So it's like a whole fun vacation thing that we do. And then we spend two days really working on your video message. So what is your message? Who is your target audience? who you want to reach and what's the best way to reach them. And then we spend literally two days in the studio with video cameras, a real studio, um, a cell phone studio. We teach you how to use your cell phone. We teach you how to set up a studio in your home for less than $500. And we do it all hands on. So at the end of those two days, you walk away with a whole bunch of videos done and your YouTube channel set up and search engine optimized and ready to go. It's an intensive boot camp, but we get it done.
1: I'm gonna come to it, and I'm gonna video it. Oh, awesome! will <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I think that would be great because I have to tell you, I am, I am the quintessential pussy when it comes to actually doing it. Everybody tells me you need video, you need video, you need video, and I'm like, mm, no, I would mess it up, you know. And here's the other thing: I'm so like I shoot video. And then I go back and watch it, and I get all self-conscious about myself, and then I don't post it. Uh,
4: Yes, we actually have that covered. Um, I used to be an introvert, and I wanted nothing to do with public speaking or video or anything. I was a website designer for 15 years, and I was so happy being at home, talking to people on the phone, and getting websites done, and never leaving my house. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. And it, and it totally changed because I started speaking and had great success with it and made a lot of money really fast on the very first time that I spoke. And then from there, I started building my business and I was like, well, if I speak, that's only local and I can go to networking events and I can do the BNI, i I can do the chamber and all those things and set up workshops, but that's only local. I want to take my message bigger and I want to make more money and I want to help more people. How can I do that? So that's what really attracted me to video in the first place was I wanted to bring my message to a global message and be able to help more people with this so I started doing video and at first I was talking about internet marketing and website design and all of these things and then people started asking well your videos are so awesome how did you do that and the light bulb went on this is what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to help people to figure out simple and easy ways that they can get their message out there with video so the video queen was born.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. So what about those people who say, I'm not an actor. You know, I'm not funny. I'm not entertaining. I can't, people aren't going to watch my videos. I mean, what about those people? They have a brilliant message, but they don't think that they have a TV persona.
4: You know, you don't have to. You really don't. And it's all about you. And it's the same thing. People are going to be attracted to you and everybody is different so I always consider it you know video is like a voicemail and people are out there searching and they're typing into Google and they're typing into YouTube that they're looking for something and when they type it in and they see you and your message and it comes up and it was exactly what they were looking for you just answered their message It was what they were looking for. And it doesn't have to be not everyone's going to like you, just like not every customer is going to be the best customer for you. So it's all about just being your real self, sharing your message and attracting the people who are looking for you. And that's what video is. And video is so powerful to do that. It's amazing. And it happens fast.
1: So is this something that I would have to do like every day or, you know, to get popular, to really market my videos? What is there a, Is there a secret sauce to that? That's a great question. I get asked that a lot. And it's really up to you.
4: I have some clients who do daily one-minute videos um, during the week and they're successful. And I have other clients who do one video a month and they're still successful because it's all about just consistently putting your message out there so whether you do it daily once a week once a month it's whatever works for you but the point is is to just start doing it and getting yourself out there because the more that you do it the more comfortable you're going to get with it and the easier it's going to be it's just like learning how to ride a bicycle the first time it's a little bit awkward but it gets better as time goes on
1: yeah i mean i've i I see people who put these videos out there and they're like, they do them regularly and they have like these really cool like slide in headers and like captions and stuff. And do, do you teach people how to do all that cool stuff too?
4: I do. Yes, actually we teach them how to, how to do it and how to outsource it successfully so that they're not stuck in the technology and that they can continue to just record their message. Cause a lot of times, People will get caught up in like, oh, I want to do this, and I want this technology and that and all these things. And those are the things that hold us back as entrepreneurs. And often it's not even just the video. It's just that a lot of times we get so caught up in the technology and the how-to that we forget to actually do it. And so that's a slippery slope with video. So a lot of what I teach and what I've learned in my business is that, you know, those things can easily be outsourced very inexpensively, and then you can focus on creating and building your messages.
1: That's pretty cool because it's I, – I have a hard enough time just figuring out how to get the whole video from my phone onto my, my YouTube channel because, like, like, I try to email it and stuff, and it says files too big, and, and then it tries to condense it, and
4: it's yep. just
1: yep. – Yeah, there's I'm, actually I'm really... an app,
4: a YouTube app, um, and you can film with that, and it will upload it directly to your YouTube channel, and you can set it so that it will only upload when you're connected to Wi-Fi. Um, which will make a big difference in, in the size issue.
1: Seriously? Yeah. I've been doing this easier. for years. That's that's the most awesome piece of advice that I've ever heard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, don't even know if I'm going to
4: there's get Yeah, there's always a simpler way. It, it's just, you know, and, and I tried them all. I went through that whole process to like, let me film a video with my phone and then I'm gonna to run to the nearest Starbucks so I can get Wi Fi and upload this big file because I need to get it up there right now and driving myself crazy.
1: <laughs> That's so fantastic. So you talk a lot about branding and I know we only have like two minutes left in our segment here, but um when you talk about branding, are you saying that like every single video you put out there has to be identical or what what do you mean by branding?
4: Branding is all about you. you. You are your brand. So a lot of people will come in in their business and they'll start like, oh, I have my branding and my logo and that's my brand. It's really not because people aren't buying a logo. They're buying you and, and who you are and who your message is. And it can be anything from the way that you look or the way that you do things. Like I've had people come up to me and go, oh, I love your videos and you're another tall girl like me, so I, I chose you as a video coach instead of someone else because we're both six feet tall. So, you know, you just don't know what the reasons are, but what it boils down to is if people like you and you build trust with them and rapport, they're going to buy from you at some point. So the branding in itself is is not the logo, it's you. And video is the fastest and quickest way for you to build trust and authority with your potential customers.
1: So first thing that they want to do is buy your book, obviously. And then set up a YouTube channel, which is basically like setting up a Facebook page? Yes,
4: it is. It's a lot like a Facebook page, and it's free. And you can just go in and register and set it up, and then you're ready to start loading videos to your YouTube channel. Um, and that's the best best place to get started. Now, in my book, we go through – a, my book is 101 YouTube video ideas for your business. So if you're short on ideas for content or don't know where to start, then the book is the best place for that because it's good. 101 ideas to create videos.
1: So someone like me whose brand is so diverse, do I get do I want to have like five different YouTube channels for everything that I do or do I want to have one YouTube channel and then like segment them?
4: Now your brand, the question I would ask for that is is, is your different aspects of the things that you do related? So they're all about marketing and they're all about business or um entrepreneurship? If they're related, then I would group them together into one channel because the more videos that you have on one channel, YouTube is going to look at that and say, "Oh wow, um, you know that's, she's producing a lot of content. She's serious about what she's doing." Um, so they're going to give you a little bit higher ranking because you actually have an active channel rather than spreading it apart. Um, but that's if you've got awesome. one channel about crocheting, you know, cat sweaters, and another channel about entrepreneurship. They probably don't belong on the same channel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is such great advice. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jessica. That is such valuable advice that you've given us. And when we come back from this break, we're going to be talking to Amy Wright about how to get your business right.
5: From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com.
2: This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. This is God in Country. The Collision of Faith and Politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology, and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network.
0: Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents
1: clean my house. <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer.
0: Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Home Business Happy Hour. I am just so excited. My guests are making me feel better. It's <laughs> that's the absolute... <laughs> that's the truth. I can't take it. That mm-hmm. that last segment was so awesome with Jessica Brace. We have yes. to I really want to check out her boot camp.
0: That'd well, be awesome.
1: Okay, let's 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 be real. I want to go to Florida and sit on a beach and be video. <laughs> that's that's and I think that she has a lot of valuable content. So, yes. I'm excited about I'm I'm going to check that out. So, I suggest you do too. My next guest is such a sweet and awesome dear friend of mine. Her name is Amy Wright. And um, she and I have so much in common. We like to swear. We like to drink. We sometimes like our kids and mostly don't. No, I'm not (laughs) kidding. (laughs) But she is an entrepreneur and she helps business people like me get their shit together when it comes to what are you What are you really able to do in your business? What are you What's holding you back? So, hey, Amy. Hi, hi,
3: Cupcake. I heard you were under the weather.
1: <clears throat> I am. I am. Oh, I feel like I'm, I'm like six feet under dirt right now. Oh, are you hopped up on cold meds? At least no, I didn't take them before the show, but I did do a shot, and it yeah. didn't help. It didn't help at all. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think live shows plus cold medicine make for just an amazing experience.
1: Really? Like, psychedelic? Like, you know, to do an ecstasy and then watching (laughs) uh, Monty Python or something? I don't know. (laughs)
3: Exactly. I've,
1: I've never done ecstasy in my life. I just made that up. I, yeah. But I did have a really awesome experience that I don't remember, which was, like, from 14 to 17 years old.
3: How do you know it was awesome if you don't remember?
1: Because I don't remember it.
3: What well, maybe else could it, it be? No, it couldn't. It couldn't have
1: sucked because I survived it. I don't have <laughs> any permanent scars from it. And I don't remember most of it. Well, so I'm just point. going with that. Yeah, it's it had to be awesome. So and my parents still like me. So mm-hmm.
3: it that's been all right. saying
1: something. That's saying something. So I have a question for you. You're a, you're a yeah. fellow entrepreneur, right? We were talking about yeah. this in the fir- Kelly and I were talking about this in the first segment. Do you think that people are born
3: entrepreneurs? Ooh, that's a good question. I think so. I think yes. I think so. I think you have to have um, certain. We have to have like tenacity, and you have to you know, not take a lot of shit off of people, because let's be real, when you put yourself out there, you know, like even posting things on Facebook, I'm sure you've, I know you've experienced it. You know, people are like, oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Or they attack you for your opinions or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, there, there have to be certain things that you're born with. Um, you know, and of course you learn a lot of stuff too, along the way, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I've i seen people who I'm like, yeah, there's no way they could run a business. You know, they're just, whatever, too lazy or, um, yeah. So I think that are, there are definitely certain traits that are helpful, let's just put it that way, that I think you're born with. What do you think?
1: I do. I think you absolutely are born with certain, like, I think ADHD is a signal that you would be an amazing entrepreneur, Mostly because yeah. you probably wouldn't be able to tolerate working for another person ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I think that, like, my, my youngest son is – he has Asperger's, but he has, like, a lot of ADD tendencies like I do. I could totally see him running his own business because when you own it, you can be weird and no one can fire you, but you have a lot of really great ideas. And because you're the owner, then you can afford to pay people to do the shit that you can't or don't want to do.
3: (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) Yeah, I told my 17-year-old, I said, you know, you're either going to grow up to be I don't know what, but you'd be a really awesome entrepreneur because he hates roles with a passion, and he's got Mm -hmm. some, you know, stuff behind the scenes that I think you and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, for him to actually... It's amazing to me that he's holding on to his job right now because he hates rules and authority so much. You know, I just don't see him in a corporate mold, unless there are some massive changes that happen between now and, you know, adulthood, which is a joke in a year. Um, But yeah, he would make an incredible entrepreneur just because he's like, he's got the FU attitude, (laughs) which comes sometimes with being a teen. And he's got the oh well that's the rules okay well I'm going to go this way instead which is a lot of the qualities that you have to have when you're starting something from nothing so yeah I'm going right. with that I think you're you're born with certain stuff and then you have to learn certain stuff too but sure
1: I think and I I think it's the same thing that, that goes for salespeople I think you're a born salesperson like there are certain people that have that personality that could sell ice to an Eskimo. And oh, yeah. that, you know that's, that's just a personality trait. So when you find someone like me who has the spirit and the tenacity and the rule-breaking attitude and is a constant idea factory mm-hmm. but can't focus for five seconds to get my taxes done, like I do taxes for a month and a half and my house <laughs> looks like a bomb went off.
3: I have, uh-huh. like, 47
1: piles of paper because, you know, all year long, everything goes in a giant tote, plastic tote. It's like, ah, yep. I'll, I'll organize it then, then meaning March.
3: Yeah, and, uh, then meaning
1: yeah. the very last possible moment. Right. I'm the one waiting in line, you know, the 15-car line for the, for the post office, you know, where they take it and stamp it for you. It's, that's me. Yep. I'm waiting in that line. Now I have an accountant. <laughs> I have an accountant and I give him heart attacks every single year. He gets so pissed off at me. He's like, seriously, are you going to have this done maybe sometime before October? I don't know. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I'll, <laughs> you know how to file an extension, Mr. Accountant. Yeah. <laughs> kind of your job. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, is your, what
3: is, is your question? What is, what, what, would, is what, the, the main thing?
1: Yeah, like for someone like me, like what is the main thing, what is the main service that you would provide for someone like me who's running a pretty successful business? I'm just the gypsy who does every single aspect of that business. Not well, by the way.
3: Yeah, and that's the case with a lot of people because we don't want to let go of our babies. You know, it's like taking your kid to daycare for the first time. You're like, no. Um, So I think the first thing (laughs) that I would do for you is just to really get a, a better idea beyond that very brief uh, explanation that you just gave of Okay, exactly what is it that sucks for you? So, you know, the paperwork lying everywhere and the house being a disaster, that clearly sounds like it's kind of an issue for you, maybe drives you a little effing nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, what else, what kind of support network do you have? You've got an accountant, do you have an assistant? Do you have, you know, someone that helps you clean your house? So you got to find out what the hell is going on before you can fix it. <laughs> like, what, what are those things that drive you absolutely bananas, that suck your energy every single day? And that's where we start. And, you know, for some people that, oh, well, I've got an office, but it's not put together, and it hasn't been put together for five years, so I'm working out of my car. Or, <laughs> you know, there's, there are tons of different things that I hear that – um it would drive me crazy, so I can totally relate to people, or you know, oh, I, I spend so much time every week cleaning my house and I'm like, well, then hire somebody to clean it. because if you've got a successful business, you've probably got you know the resources to hire some of that stuff out that you don't have to do. you're just holding on to because you've got Superwoman complex and you think you have to do everything yourself. So you know you really have to kind of, <laughs> you have to assess every situation. But usually we start with, okay, what drives you nuts? Give me four things. And that's where we start. And usually those open up tons of other areas where you're like, oh, yeah, this drives me crazy too. <laughs> so then we just make a list of stuff. Okay, here's what we need to work on. And we just tackle them one by one by one until, you know, you've got a good system for your accounting, your taxes every year. You've got somebody that's cleaning your house. You've hired someone to keep you in line, so to speak, as far as an assistant who can say, hey, this is on your calendar today. What are you going to do about it? You know, because a lot of times for people, especially like you, Tara, who are little idea factories, which, by the way, is an entrepreneurial trait, got <laughs> ideas for years, but you don't do anything about them. <laughs> right. If I could so just I get think, paid for the ideas, that would be freaking awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We would all be billionaires. <clears throat> um, but, you know, that's that's something that you have to say, all right, well, I've got all these ideas and I've got a notebook here and post-it notes there and I've got memos and I've got an Evernote file of all these ideas. But if you don't do anything with them, well, what good is that? So I think finding, finding someone who you can bring onto your team that kind of lines you up. So I like to call them cat herders. So they're yeah. like, oh, look, you're over here saying shiny object, new thing, webinar, what can I do next? And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, sassy pants. We've got 73 items on your idea list. Let's pick one and let's start doing something with it.
1: That's what I need, Amy, because here's the thing. Let's face it. As entrepreneurs, we have a basic working knowledge of the fact that we can't accomplish everything that we come up with, right? So we go to the interwebs. And we start looking up people who are coaches or experts or whatever in all of the shit that we think we need help with, right? Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. rarely do we find someone who's actually good at what they're selling. I happen to find one person, and she's actually the other person on this show. So. I found. Oh, my Oh, collective size Oh, <laughs> group hug. Do a shot, shot. No, 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 no. <laughs> wrong, wrong shot. Okay, so for the most part, I have hired probably fifty people since I started my own businesses in two thousand and eight, and ninety
3: percent of them suck. Yep. How do you and find someone?
1: Me- yeah.
3: Yeah, for sure. Because I hear this all of the time because part of what I do is hire people. So business managers, virtual assistants. I've even hired nannies and housekeepers and all different types of people. So I've got the hiring thing down. So one of the biggest things that I see people making mistakes with is they'll have, like, you know a loose idea of what they want this person to do which i really think you need to be super specific so you can search for them properly but beyond that you know we oh, this is such this is such a big deal and i'm so glad i get to talk about it we have these conversations like oh hey tara so your website says you do xyz that's awesome And then you start to have a friendly conversation like, oh, your favorite color is purple? My favorite color is purple. That's so awesome. Oh, your family lives in California? So does mine. And we take these commonalities to be like signs from the universe or something like, oh, yeah, this person, I need to work with them because, you know, she's super sweet and we had a good conversation. That doesn't mean she knows how to do her damn job. Thank you. Just because you get the warm fuzzies, you know, you like them as a person, totally awesome and, yes, important. But the more important thing is can they do for your business what you need them to do? And you, you can't get that unless you have, you know, frankly, a pretty direct conversation, you know, asking actual questions about what they do and how they can help you in your business, not what they had for lunch yesterday or if they're vegan or if they're trying to use a paleo diet that you're on. That shit doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so, Makes for good conversation. but <laughs> Great conversation. And maybe you guys can be besties and go have shots, but that doesn't mean she's the best fit for your business. So you really have to, you know, and some people are like, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't like having, you know, those conversations. And if that's the case, to be Frank or Jen or Bob, you need to hire someone who can have those conversations because you're just going to keep hiring the same people who don't get what you need for your business. And then the second piece to that is once they've answered those questions and you feel like they are a good fit for the business piece, not the bestie piece, you need to verify what they're saying by asking for references or their portfolio Or, hey, can I talk to your current clients and see how you're helping them? You know, because some people are good interviewers or they're just really good at conversation. So you need to verify that they actually can do what they say they're going to do. And those two things right there will save you shit tons of time and frustration.
1: (sighs) Thank you, Amy. I needed to hear that because I am... I am the people pleaser. I'm the quintessential. I want everyone to like me. So if I meet someone that I believe the universal law of attraction has brought us together, I am more apt to hire that person. And I have been burned a bazillion times. So thank you for that. How do we get a hold of you?
3: Oh, I'm everywhere, Tara. Yeah, you're omnipotent. Um, (laughs) My favorite place to hang out. I'm not much of a Twitter girl. A little too wordy for that. So I like, I'm on Twitter, not my baby. Love Facebook, Amy Wright Biz. Um, basically, every social media channel you can find me, Amy Wright Biz. Pretty simple. Amy, and then that's my website, Amy AmyWright.biz. Amy W R I G H T Biz, Amy
1: Wright Biz. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Amy. This was so fun. I have such a great time when you guys come on the show. And Jessica Brace, thank you so much for your YouTube Queen information. Connect with us, Parent Nation, on our Parent Nation Radio Facebook page or on my website, TaraKennedyKline.com. Until next week, everybody, keep playing ask mom's little barometer of is this going to shut them up connect with tara
0: online at tarakennedykline.com until next time remember this
1: parent nation why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling it?